Hello, welcome to season two of uh, Another Angle. Uh, it's been a while, you know, it's been, uh, it's been about 18 months since we have uh, done this and uh, I'm super excited to be here today, uh, starting off our, our season with a new team member, uh, Ambrish Patel. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Abdullah. No, no it's, it's great to have you, to be honest. So Ambrish is a pharmacist by background. You've uh, worked in uh, the project management side and operations for some time. Uh, would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So um, I started my early career by doing a pharmacy degree um, and sort of realized that I wanted to go into the business development and the innovation of uh, health uh, healthcare um, and how health tech was that you know at its sort of initial stages at that particular time um, but I went more into project management and the delivery of uh, services within the healthcare system hold on hold on just a second you've done your background in pharmacy let's start with that what got you into pharmacy so it's, it's quite weird uh, I actually wanted to do aerospace engineering uh, but due to family pressures and uh, so I'm because of like the whole stability part of it in the sense that you had to you had to choose a career that was going to give you some future progress uh, and not just and a the family that pharmacist right? exactly yeah. um, you know being Indian it, it's always a stigma so, to yeah. either have a, a pharmacist in the house a doctor in the house or an accountant in the house um, so that's where it kind of led me to go into the pharmacy sort of side yeah tell me all about it I've done the same you know I've, I've been in that trap right. for some time yeah, so I studied at the University of Sunderland, uh, got my master's from there, uh, and then moved down to London uh, and started my career um, as a uh, area manager uh, for several pharmacies. Uh, cool. So, so, so clearly you, you like the science, you know, that's what got you down that route. And you've enjoyed your degree, but you decided that's not what I wanted to become as a pharmacist, you know. Uh, you, you, you were more driven towards the business side of it, right? So where did you start your career? So I started my career with uh, De La Riz. Okay. Um, so, you know, they, they had an early sort of um, stage where I could look after uh, about eight to ten of their stores uh, and then that moved out along to about 20 of their stores uh, and sort of developed that whole uh, experience in managing people, uh, learning about new technologies that could be implemented within the stores. Uh, as you, as we know that, you know, Delius were quite a big uh, family owned company. Um, so they, they gave me that initial sort of boost into the into the whole pharmacy pharmaceutical industry. Um, and, and as it progressed, it just became more and more apparent that, you know, that business side and that implementation side and learning the whole new development of new tech uh, that patients could sort of receive. and. Uh, better themselves using that tech technology and getting that personal healthcare uh, was something that I, you know I've always wanted to pursue. Yeah, absolutely. I think pharmacies in general played a, a, a massive role during the pandemic. You know, they were the only businesses that remained open, regardless. You know, there has been some changes to the whole pharmacy industry itself. So, since you started your career till this day, what kind of changes have you seen? So interesting, you bring up uh, you know the last two years. COVID has completely changed the way all companies work. Uh, not only pharmacy, but it's also brought in the innovation of how to deliver that uh, healthcare service within somebody's ho home without them having to leave. 
um, whether it's been you know creating online spaces where patients could talk to doctors, uh, consultants, or even pharmacists and getting their drugs delivered home, uh, or if it was like a blood test to be done and they couldn't leave the house, you know that could be sent out to their house as well, um, picked up at that particular point in terms of like the service that they sort of went for. Um, and this obviously meant like, you know, the drive for um, the uh, IT side, you know, companies had to develop uh, their tech in such a way that they had to be remain robust and increase their sort of capability from what they were, you know, used yeah. to all the time. And, it, and it's, it's been mind blowing. Uh, you know, the amount of requirements that change across the two years uh, has been crazy in terms of like, you know, uh, what regulatory sort of uh, purposes that you had increase in, like, you know, data protection, you know, you're, you're holding, uh, you know, people's information, not only like where they live, but also like what sort of health conditions they're suffering from as well. Did you find it like becoming, being like a shock for the industry when all these transformation, digitalization, all these kind of requirements became necessities in, in a lot of ways? Yeah, I mean, it was quite a shock to a lot of uh, smaller independent pharmacies as well that didn't have, uh, like, you know, that whole tech infrastructure within their systems as well. Um, you know, they had to develop all of these new sort of skills of learning how to, you know, develop an online sort of platform as well. Um, you know, getting to grips to understand what the requirements were for that. Um, and also, like, you know, how they were going to get that delivery out to that patient and, you know, getting that information to that patient as well. Um, and then also connecting it back to the doctors as to what those patients have also requested. Nice. Um, you know, pharmacies remained open throughout the pandemic as well, uh, which also created a lot of pressure on, you know, the working staff members because that was the only place where patients used to come in. Um, you know, we were all fully masked up all the time. We were wearing gloves, you know, sanitizing every station, limiting the number of people as well coming into the stores. Um, that also created some form of like, uh, you know, stress. And also, um, you know, even though patients were very like, you know, accommodating for it, but you wouldn't want to make them wait for two hours just to get their medication. So that innovation had to come through, like, you know, how we were going to deliver medication, how we were going to stop those cues from, you know, reoccurring on a on a daily sort of basis. Um, you know, whether it meant we shut shop for like a couple of hours to sort of make sure that all of our processes were in place and that we were delivering those medication in time, or it meant that, you know, we brought in more more staff members to sort of have that whole Support, operation. Yeah. yeah. And clearly the whole market, like the whole industry of pharmacy have also now split between the brick and mortar and the online side. So day and day we see like more online pharmacies popping up uh, and, and the more established chains like uh, Day-Lewis, for example, they, they haven't made that change or that switch. Why, would, why wouldn't they do that? They haven't. They they haven't necessarily made, had to make the switch because like, you know, like I mentioned, pharmacies didn't shut down you know, the services were still being provided at a limited sort of uh, resource or, or at a limited sort of way. Um, so, you know, for them, it was um, making sure that all the deliverables were still happening through their stores and none of them had to shut down in any form of way, even though, I mean, I can't really speak for them in terms of what they what their processing was. But like, you know, from where I came from, we had a whole separate team ready to dispatch if 
like you know somebody had caught the COVID during that sort of time. Well staffed, well equipped. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, if, yeah. if we're talking about like you know that movement, uh, as we mentioned, that uh, going from brick and mortar to internet-based pharmacies mm-hmm. and how um, you know like the big players are actually you know changing that. Um, you know, they, they are bringing it in because uh, obviously, you know, pandemic has actually shown a lot of businesses that they need to sort of move on to that online platform for that deliverable as well. Just in case, you know, the, the shop shut or then they're not able to sort of get uh, goods in itself as well. You know, if you can't get uh, goods from a warehouse to your shop, how are you going to get it out to the patient? So, you know, all of that, those are there's so many factors that have come into place that, you know, all like brick and mortar is going to always remain as like a patient front uh, where, you know, we had this discussion that, you know, why is brick and mortar still going to be going and why does it have so much goodwill in it? It's only purely because, you know, customers love going in into the store. They still want to see, you know, pharmacists. They they still want to believe that, you know, there is somebody that they can actually go and speak to. Um, And this is what we also saw that, you know, because the the doctors became remote, uh, a lot of their consultations became either over the phone or video consultation, or you uploaded an image of, like, say, a bite or a sting or, you know, whatever the patient was suffering from. Their first point of, you know, call was the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have we've I've worked with so many customers or patients where they prefer to come to us mm-hmm. uh, just because of the knowledge. Like, you know, the advice, the trust, the relationship, the trust, the relationship. yeah, them. exactly. And it makes so much sense, you know, like nowadays, whenever you ask someone, oh, what's the future of healthcare? They're, oh, it's digital, 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 digital. And like, okay, we get it, you know, digital is, there is here, it's going to be here tomorrow, after tomorrow, probably forever, you know, but does that, you know, eliminate the need for that brick and mortar presence? I personally don't think so. You know, even though like it's we know for a fact that pharmacies are struggling, the brick and mortars, they uh, they have been squeezed by the margins, by their by, 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 by the profit margins they will be making from NHS prescriptions and all that. And now that a lot of them are moving towards that service based offering, but I don't think there will ever be a point where, for example, we stop seeing pharmacies. Yeah, you're right. You know? You're right. It's always going to going to like, you know, be there in the market. Um, you, you know, in today's time, the other side of it is to say that, you know, our, our generation is much younger. You know, they're all hel- uh, tech savvy. They want to be on their phone. They want to, you know, have that uh, comfortability about that. They don't actually want to go into the store. You know, they, they want to have that ease of access that from their mobile, that they're able to sort of place an order for their medication. It goes directly. You know, they don't need to know how it, how it's occurring. But, you know, the process is that they order the medication of their online web app that's either by the NHS or by the company that they're signed up to. And in two days' time, prescriptions, like, delivered through their door. Um, it's, it's all about the ease of access now. Yeah. And I think a lot of instances, it also comes down <coughs> to human instinct, you know. These features that technology brings you, like accessibility, affordability, uh, how fast it is, you know, all those kind of things, obviously, technology would provide you with. But when you look at the grocery market, you know, yes, you can order everything from Sainsbury's.com or from Tesco.com, but that doesn't stop you still from going to the, to the grocery. I'm not comparing, you know, apples with, uh, with, medication. with medications. But again, you know, there is a need for people still to see someone 
at least to get that knowledge from to ask those questions and and as a human instinct not the first thing that comes to my mind when i need the medication is not to go on an app or download an app and and get it all uh, ordered in time if i need it really quickly i might do that route you know but probably sometimes the quicker route for me is just to go down the the, the road to the next pharmacy at the, at the corner of the street and just speak with the pharmacist and get my medication there and then but yeah it's really interesting time to be in it is i mean like you know it's it's all about how the tech the health tech is going to change in terms of bringing that efficiency in terms of you know early detection uh, you know you can see it in the last two years during pandemic how did they create the vaccine so quickly you know if there wasn't that technology behind it they we would still not be at a position where we vaccinated so many people um, and it's all done you know online remotely um, in that sort of way so it it is it is like you know something that the future of it is always going to be there uh, you know whether it moves completely online I can't say that for sure because I still believe what you're saying like you know in terms of like saying that I would personally want to go and pick up my own medication and and just have a chat with the pharmacist or you know just have a question you're not going to be able to do that with a remote online consultation uh, in any form of way uh, because no one's going to give you the time to you know the the health tech is go the online applications are only allowing you a certain sort of time sort of frame that you'll be able to talk to either a gp or a pharmacist or a, a consultant um, and i think in a lot of instances the online pharmacies have, have found their perfect fit with the services that need discretion you know where someone that would not feel comfortable going in and speaking with a doctor you know you see them they all in a way becoming specialized in erectile dysfunction you know like they all do that kind of sexual health <laughs> consultation you know whenever you go to any website you see all those type of images on their website just like promoting these products and it does make sense you know there is a fit for that need you know there is a need for that product that kind of service that is discreet that is remote that does not require that interaction um, where you can offer something new but i think when it comes to the brick and mortar services there needs to be some disruption you know i think there is the the, the the pharmacies have picked up on what would bring them that sustainability from a service point of view and transforming their model from just procurement resale you know type of vendors uh, or salesmen to actually becoming actual service providers let's say if we were to give you that crystal ball now and tell you ambush in five years where do you see this 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 whole industry going how do you see the pharmacy market becoming so it's been it's been stagnant for the last you know five or six years already um i mean obviously pandemic would have changed anything if it, if it was going to create that wave of change uh but you've actually seen more of it more and more of it in the same direction uh yes you know the nhs are pushing for as you mentioned that the margins are very low you know they're pushing for more and more services the payments of it as well are you know based on the services that you're providing and no longer on the medication you you prescribe uh, you're dispensing out which eventually then then takes it away to say that you know a lot of the companies are going to uh, go that hub and spoke sort of model or create like an online platform whereby you know the dispensing is not going to happen in the pharmacy anymore but it's going to happen in a warehouse um, because the necessity of it being done in a brick and mortar sort of style it doesn't need to happen you know it's more about that consultation it's more about that service providing 
uh, in pharmacy. So just by, you know, reading the white papers in terms of where even the NHS wants to drive pharmacies, it's all, it's going to be going that way. You know, they're, they're looking at taking away, um, even giving out vaccinations uh, or like the flu jab uh, by the pharmacists. You know, they're try, trying to train up, they're trying to train up um, uh, health technicians to sort of give that out. Um, you know, like through, through pandemic and talking about vaccinations again, you know, we had uh, air hostesses, we had, uh, you know, business corporates that, you know, had been made, you know, on furlough, uh, that had been put on furlough for, you know, through pandemic that, you know, took up the jobs of giving out the va- COVID vaccination in particular. So there are loopholes now being created to have more and more people be able to give out these services and free up the pharmacist time and free up the consultant's time or the doctor's time to drive more and more specialized services within the within the, within the industry um, and it all goes back to that personal personalized healthcare yeah i've always, I've always seen pharmacies the first line of defense to ailments in, in general you know uh, and they should always be there i think it's just a matter of enabling <coughs> those pharmacies to take that role uh, more proactively and be supported, you know, by healthcare providers or have national healthcare services to do just that, you know. Um, obviously, a lot of technology that came in, like the robots, the the the, ro- the, the, the dispensing robots, uh, should help free up the time of the pharmacists and the dispensers to do more of the prevention and the uh, health promotion uh, within their communities. So I do really generally hope that there will be some effort by the by the regulators to subsidize some of those uh, uh, barriers in terms of cost uh, uh, and, and, and help those uh, pharmacists to do their role in their communities. But yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting times in terms of how it's going uh, because it's, it, it's no longer just, you know, a prescription comes through the door or through like an online form um, and the pharmacist is just checking and putting a label on a box. You know, there is that whole personalized sort of care uh, that that is going forward now obviously there is like big players that are actually jumping on this uh, on this on this on this wave of uh, online pharmacy like amazon what do you think would happen if amazon was to come to this market my personal opinion i think you would break uh, the whole brick and mortar entirely uh, because brick and mortar right now can't you know match what online pharmacies can already do and deliver uh, even though they still end up being the, you know, that second best option where some uh, online pharmacy sort of fails to deliver. Um, but like a platform... Well, actually, to be fair to the brick and mortar, Amazon Pharmacy is in the US, fully operational. They didn't wipe out CVS or, you know... But I'm talking about the independent pharmacies, yeah, right? Cool. Like, if you're talking about a company that, like CVS, that has over three, four hundred pharmacies across different states, you know, they're 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 not going to be affected by it in any form of way. It, and it also then goes down to like you know loyalty, customer loyalty goes down to that. You know how you mentioned that you prefer going in yourself uh, to the pharmacy and then having that chat with a pharmacist or like you know gain some more information based on that. Um, with the Amazon part, it's it's more the delivery. Like, you know, you place an order and you get it the next day. That's what they're bringing into the UK market. Um, but where's where's the personalized healthcare then? Where's the, 
like you know that one-to-one chat with like a professional uh, are you going to have any sort of sense of security that you're actually talking to a healthcare professional uh, in the industry or like are you just talking to like a robotic uh, analytical um, communicator uh, just based on you know the information that you're providing on their platform it's it's a give and take um, and I and I, I do hope that the UK's regulators don't uh, allow Amazon to actually come in with that platform uh, anytime soon because obviously it will break a lot of businesses uh, or put other businesses out to be honest yeah. it's very exciting times I would say you know the regulators they haven't uh, approved their their market entry yet um, but when they do and if they do you know it will definitely shake up things yeah it's a definitely a game changer thank you very much Ambrish. it was a really uh, uh, pleasant time speaking with you. I do wish you a great success in your new role as our uh, project manager. And thank you everyone for listening in. Stay tuned, more episodes to come through. And uh, see you next on another angle. Thank you for having me on here. <laughs>